Today's episode of Found Down is brought to you by Unwound Retreats. Unwound Retreats offers fun events and travel experiences for nurses locally and internationally. Founded by me, Nicole Johnson, ICU nurse and host of the Found Down podcast, I provide opportunities for nurses to practice self-care, learn, and travel together. These last two years have been brutal in healthcare, and why not give yourself the gift to unwind, learn, and grow? Previous guests have loved the experiences, especially because you can just show up and know that everything will be taken care of. Unwound Retreats is offering exciting and luxurious retreats in Morocco and Mexico. Go over to unwoundretreats.com and sign up to get on the email list so you can find out more. Hey there, this is Nicole, the host and producer of the Found End Podcast. Oh, this episode is a good one. It's really actually very special and dear to my heart. Um, I have my friend Brian Hill coming on the show to talk about what living with a diagnosis of Parkinson's is like. And Brian is an IC nurse, he's a stat nurse, he does ECMO, he's you know a dad and um, a husband, but he got a recent diagnosis um, and kept it hidden uh, and decided to come on the show to talk about it publicly. And um, I just want to say that he's very vulnerable and I so appreciate him being as honest and about how his life has been over the last few years. And um, I promise you, you're going to learn something and be reminded of some things as a healthcare provider and as a human. Before we get into the show, I just want to say, if you want to support Found Down, you can go rate, review, subscribe on whatever platform you listen to it on. Just believe whatever honest review feels natural and real. Um, but reviews do, do help the show go up the ranks and get it out there for other people to discover. So I totally appreciate that. I'm just going to take a minute to uh, shout out the sponsor of the show, Nicole Kupchik, CNS and Educator. She's got a ton of products out there for nurses. You're going to want to go over to NicoleCupchikConsulting.com. She's got hemodynamic course. She has an ABG interpretation. She has a delirium bundle. She has um, CCRN and PCCN review courses along with other certification review courses, practice questions, all that stuff. You've, you want to go check out her products at NicoleCupchikConsulting.com and you can use the coupon code FOUNDDOWN20 at checkout to get 20% off. Again, go over to NicoleCupchikConsulting.com and use the coupon code FOUNDDOWN20 at checkout. All right, that should do it. Let's get into today's episode with Brian Hill. And just a note about the audio, um, Brian wanted me to let you know that sometimes Parkinson's can affect your voice, so it can make you a little hoarse or sound a little slurred. Okay, let's get to it. Welcome to the Found Down Podcast. This is a podcast of untold nursing stories that are sometimes hilarious, dark, insane, and anything in between. As a warning, this show is rated E and is mature in content. It often deals with the reality of life and death and how we as nurses intersect with that on a regular basis. If we laugh, it's not out of disrespect. We love what we do and have every intention of continuing to do so. With that, enjoy the show. Well, hello and welcome to the Found Down Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Johnson, and today I'm so stoked because we're talking to my friend Brian Hill, who's an ICU nurse, super badass nurse, actually, like CTICU nurse, does ECMO and stat nursing and all, all of it, you name it, he's done it. He's also a dad, a home on paternity leave, and um, but we're going to talk to Brian, actually, because he has a 
relatively newish diagnosis of Parkinson's and got that um, while, you know, he was being a nurse and he's a, yeah, I'm going to say you're a young guy. Um, so we're going to talk to Brian about what that was like, his story. And the hope is that we could help. He actually can help somebody out there who might be going through something similar. Just as he said before we started rolling, you never know what people are going through. You never know what people people have got going on. So, um, Brian, I just want to say thanks so much for being on the show. And um, before we get into anything, how are you? Oh, I'm great. Um, how are you? I feel like I'm kind of a lazy piece of crap at home and you guys are getting your ass kicked at the hospital. How's everything going? Oh, well, you know, our case numbers are up um, with COVID, COVID cases. On your unit, you know, there's a lot of ECMO COVID cases. And I'm like, how many ECMO cases can they run? Because there's only so many circuits. There's only so many staff nurses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But basically, all of the ICUs except for one have COVID positive patients in them. And what we're seeing in our ICU, which I'm going to swear... fucking fucking sucks so bad is you know i feel like we see we get a pregnant patient with covid and then they have to get intubated we take their baby and then they go on ecmo anyway that shit sucks that shit sucks that is fucking horrible so i don't know if you're listening out there get vaccinated if you're pregnant get vaccinated definitely yep my wife did and everything is a-okay Yay! Yeah. Did she yeah. get vaccinated in her pregnancy? Yeah, her, her second trimester. She was fully vaccinated by her third trimester. And let me tell you, it is peace of mind, so I highly recommend it. Oh my god, that's great. That's yeah. fantastic um, that she got vaccinated, that everything worked out fine, mm-hmm. and thank you, Brian, for sharing that. No um, problem. So you're you're kicking it on paternity leave. Don't feel mm-hmm. guilty. Take your time, uh, because you know when you get back, we'll yeah we'll need your energy. Um, yeah, same shit. <laughs> um, but yeah. So how am I doing? Uh, kind of up and down. It's a roller coaster. Uh, living with a chronic illness is kind of a mind fuck. Um, yeah. Especially now that everybody knows. I think when nobody knew, it was just kind of me, my wife, and my close friends and family. But now it's kind of like, all right, I have Parkinson's. I'm a dad. I'm a nurse. I'm a husband. How do I balance all this shit? I mean, it's a lot to take in. So just one day at a time. And I look at the positives and I go from there. What? So when you say it's kind of different now that everybody knows, what do you mean by that? Um, Just that everybody knows about my diagnosis. Yeah. I think, I mean, as much as we like to say we don't identify people as their diagnosis, but I mean, I've been a nurse a long time. I think there's that aspect of when you look at someone, you look at them like, all right, they have Parkinson's and you attach that meaning to that or what your understanding of that means Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is that part of why you kept it uh at bay like you were public about it for a while 100 percent, absolutely i think um i'm kind of a i don't know 
cocky kind of confident guy. And I like to put out a perception of who I like people to think I am. Mm-hmm. And I was worried about messing up my professional identity, my personal identity. And I I wasn't ready to tell everybody yet. It's yeah. a very personal thing. And I think I had to work through some shit before I could allow everyone to come in. Yeah. I bet. I mean, I think... I'm just putting this out there, but I feel like you yeah. think would people treat me differently? Mm-hmm. Will people think somehow? I I don't even think I don't even know this is even real or not. But it's like would people think that I wouldn't be able to do my job the same way? Mm. Yeah, yeah. He, that was a huge worry of mine. I mean, let's be honest. There will be some day where I won't be able to do bedside nursing. I mean. The physical component of it, the stress. I mean, when that day comes, I will gracefully bow out. Just because yeah. it's not fair to me, patients, but that well, day is not now. Yeah, right. When did you know, Brian, that something was up? Oh, good question. Actually, when I used to go out and get drunk with my buddies, my left hand would do this thing and it would be super slow. And my friends would always give me shit. They called me sloth. I was a sloth (laughs) man for a long time. And I was like, fuck you guys. That's pretty fucked up. But yeah, for my close friend circle, I was known as Mr. Sloth for about the last five years. And my wife one day was like, you know, you you should probably go get that checked out. And I went, and in the back of my mind, I mean... I knew something was up, but as nurses, we put that off to the back burner. Push That's it down. Nothing. Yeah, totally. We are the worst patients, easily. And um, yeah, I went in and they gave me the diagnosis, but in my mind, I, I already knew. Okay, this is rudimentary. I don't know how, how does one even get like diagnosed? Do they do like um, blood tests or brain scans or like... No, there's no, like, actual test. It's all medical diagnosis. So based on their assessment, so they have you move your hands like this, and they have you walk, and they just assess your balance. So it's all just kind of assessment-based. There is a scan where they can check the dopamine-producing neurons in your brain, but, I mean, I don't want to waste my money. I knew what I, I, knew what I had. Yeah, right. So then what do you do? How do you call? I mean, cause, okay. Can you walk me back to like, how old were sure. you when you got that diagnosis? It was about four years ago. It was actually two months before my wedding. Oh shit. I know. Right. Yeah. We we're planning this wedding. Me and my wife get this diagnosed and I'm like, fuck, talk about, talk about adding shit to a shit storm. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I, we had lots of conversations about like, do we tell people? When do we tell people? And I was very honest. I was like, do you stay with me? Because I don't know if you know this, my mom had Parkinson's. No, she I had didn't. early, yeah, she had early onset. So I am fully aware of what this process looks like, which is good and bad. Um, so we had some very in-depth conversations 
leading up to our wedding. And it was tough. I mean, talk about starting the marriage off in a very challenging place. But we did lots of therapy. My wife and I are big prescribers to our therapy and couples therapy. I mean, if anybody is thinking of therapy, 100% stand behind it. And uh, we worked through it, and I have to say, it probably made us stronger. We built a foundation on trust, and if we can get through this, we can do anything. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, wow, I I just can't imagine what that would would have been like and was mm. like, and um, yeah. What a like you said, but like a roller coaster and mm-hmm. curveball. Um, so you get you get this diagnosis right before your wedding. Do you start like taking anything? Like, are you are you now like <clears throat> delved into? Okay, well, I gotta figure out how to manage this new diagnosis, and what does this mean for my life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at the when I was first diagnosed, I think is like tr- taking a drink through a fire a fire hose. I mean, I, there was so much coming at me, and everything was crashing. Um, yeah, I didn't take medication probably for about a year. I held off with the mindset of, you know, if I can manage this without medication, I'm not going to take it. But then I took the medication, and I was like, holy fucking a. This is good stuff. I mean, I felt yeah. 100%. I felt like myself again. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. But then comes along with that. Then you have uh, all the issues that come with taking medication for a chronic illness and managing that kind of bullshit. And that was something that I never understood until I was in that position. I mean, as a nurse, we deal with patients yeah. who have these chronic illnesses. And I'll be totally honest. I would get frustrated with them. I'd get annoyed that I wouldn't think it was a big problem. But fuck, man, if somebody doesn't fill your prescription on the medication that you need to function, that shit will piss you off. And I have gained a whole nother level of empathy mm-hmm. for those patients. Yeah. Is it weird now? Like, I mean, I know that you're saying, you know, you have a chronic illness. When did you kind of come to terms with, okay, this is, I have this chronic illness. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be living with this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, it took a long time. I was in denial for a very long time. Um, probably about, probably when I started taking medication, And I started to notice the effects of what it's like to be on and off. And that's kind of a terminology people use with Parkinson's. So do do you want me to talk about that? Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love I mean, I don't know much about it other than like Mm -hmm. Michael J. Fox got it when he was young and he, Uh you know, I learned a bit about it and I know a little Mm -hmm. bit about it from, I don't know much, but please, yeah, please help. Us. Yeah, so basic kind of PD-101 is a structure in your brain called the substantia nigra, 
and it produces dopamine for your body. And dopamine's all the good shit. Pleasure, movement, happiness. It's kind of your reward system. And when that goes away, you become rigid, stiff, and depressed, and just kind of all around not a happy person. But um, when you take the medication, it's kind of like, it's kind of like you just did a line of cocaine. I mean, <laughs> all the dopamine rushes, and you're like, whoa, all right, I can move, I can move, I can function, I'm fast, I'm speedy, I'm quick. And the problem and I with feel that, good. Like, I mean, and then you come down off it. And that's what's called on. So when the medication is working, that's your on period. You're, you're kicking ass, you're taking names. And then when you come off, it's when the medication is becoming subtherapeutic and you just kind of feel like a piece of shit. But the goal is to kind of get it even flow so you don't have those peaks and valleys. And that's kind of, I mean, I'm extremely grateful for my medication, for my knowledge yeah. of medication, kind of how pharmacologically this kind of crap works. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of work to manage it. How long did it take you to get to a place of like, okay, these are you, are you there yet? Are you have you figured out kind of like what it is you need? Um, it's a constant change. I mean, uh, it's a progressive disease, and I'd be lying to say if I haven't had any progression, there's been a little bit of progression. So I just try to keep up with it. Um, I try to adjust my medications appropriately, and my doctor, she works well with me. She gives me a lot of leadway in the kind of titrating stuff and playing with doses. That's good. Yeah. You alluded to something on your Instagram mm. that like, I don't know if it was hit workouts or if it was like, yeah, um, yep. that really helps. So can you talk mm. a little bit about the, what physically are you doing mm. to help manage your yeah. disease? Um, yeah, the hit stuff. So the high intensity kind of balance agility and strength. The theory is, is that if you do these exercises and you do them daily, it keeps kind of the neural memory in your muscles and your brain and it keeps that connection keen and it prevents progression. Got it. So I'm pretty uh, strict with my routine. I get up at 6 a.m. every day. I work out for about an hour to hour and a half, and that's just, it's it's medicine. I mean, movement is medicine for me. When did you realize or discover, like, that was well, medicine for you, that you that was something that was, like, a non-negotiable and you needed to do it every day? Has it been a while that you've been doing it? Yeah, fortunately, I was pretty active in working out before. But I think recently, the high-intensity stuff has been huge. Just We went on a road trip. For three weeks, we drove to the Midwest with our newborn. Kind of a – I don't recommend it, but it was, <laughs> it, it was fun. I just – my body in the car for that long, holy shit. I, it took me about three to four days to recover. I mean, my baby, my son did great. I yeah. did not do so great. Got it. Just the cramp, the muscle cramping and the stiffness. And yeah, it did not help. Wow. So is it the kind of thing where you would, 
I guess ideally need to pull over and like do a bunch of burpees or something like that. Yeah. That's kind of what we did on the way back. Luckily my son had to poop and pee and eat. So every three hours we'd take a break and I'd get out and out exercise and we'd hit the road again. When did you decide to, or how, can you talk a little bit about how you decided to share what was up with you and like your decision-making behind the scenes mm-hmm. before because i you know if you had this yeah. holding on to it so close for four years mm-hmm. what, totally. was the, what was the point in which yeah i think for a long time i did not want to tell anybody just because i was worried about being labeled and that wasn't fair to my wife i mean i'm going to take a little detour here Anybody with a chronic illness, their significant other are freaking rock stars. My wife is hands down the strongest, most compassionate person I know. So, all right, I'm done getting emotional. Back to uh, my story. Um, Yeah, so it wasn't fair to her. She wasn't getting the support that she needed, and I was selfishly holding on to it. So we did a kind of gradual rollout we told our immediate family close friends and then we both had a common agree we agreed that when our son is born we're going to tell everybody Mm -hmm. because we wanted to create an environment of compassion and support for him and we didn't want him to feel like he had to carry a secret got it because carrying a secret i mean that just results in shame and resentment so we want him to feel open about it we want him to go to school and be like, you know what? My dad has Parkinson's, so what? He still does X, Y, and Z, and it's yeah. okay. Yeah. So you, so you decided that's that was the time, and then he was born, and so then you decided to share it publicly. You did you was it freeing telling people? <clears throat> It was the most freeing thing I've ever done, Nicole. I woke up the next day and I felt like I just shedded like 200 pounds of weight. I I can't tell you the, I can't even put into words. I didn't have to wake up and feel, who do I have to hide myself from? God. Who do I have to avoid? And who do I, I, I could just be myself. It was absolutely amazing. And the, the love and support that I received from disclosing was, I couldn't even imagine it. <laughs> yeah. So I highly recommend being vulnerable. It takes a lot of strength and courage, but it is 100% worth it. You don't have to. Yeah. Carry carry um, it anymore, and your wife doesn't have to carry it. And totally, yeah. You know, it's amazing. And, um, and obviously, you're not a diagnosis. We know that. No. Um, what um, what can we do, like as healthcare providers, as like people and nurses, um, to I don't know, support you or support the PD community. Is that, do people say that? Yeah, yeah, that's a term they use, PD community. I would just say, um, be patient. 
Um, be patient, be compassionate. This is kind of a misunderstood diagnosis, especially in people who are young who have it. I think sometimes people may perceive that I may be intoxicated or under the influence. Sometimes if I'm really, really if I'm super therapeutic on my medication, you get what's called dyskinesia. I'm, I'm really good at hiding it. But when I'm not like, I mean, my left hand does some pretty weird shit. But uh, yeah, just kind of when you look at someone, don't be like, oh, they're high or they're drunk. I mean, people have other shit going on. Yeah. Wow. I never thought about that. Um, mm-hmm. So like you said, it, like you never know what someone's going, what someone's going oh. through. Right. So mm-hmm. be careful, be careful to judge. Right. Cause it might Definitely. not be what it, um, things mm-hmm. appear to be. Yeah. And I'd probably say, I mean, there's a lot of, I feel weird asking for donations it's never something that's come natural to me. Uh, it makes me uncomfortable. And there's a lot of effed up shit going on in the world. COVID, Texas, Afghanistan, you name it. I mean, there's a lot of big problems, but just donate to charity that you're passionate about because it helps. Is Do you think folks, I mean, I can say it since, do you think that yeah. folks should donate to the Michael J. Fox Foundation? I'm a big fan. I would um, highly recommend it, but... Because there's still want. research to be done, right? Like, Oh, yeah. As far as, like, the d- disease process and... Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. <clears throat> All I know is that people take, like, medication and then at mm-hmm. some point they might get a deep brain stimulator... Yeah. That's all. Yeah, I mean, totally. And that's pro- it's probably going to be in my future. I mean, I'm trying to avoid brain surgery just because, I mean, I don't want to be that delirious, naked patient walking in the hospital. <laughs> I don't want to, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to be that post op patient that everybody hates. I mean, I'm going to be the guy <laughs> who's ripping off his gown and running down the hall. It's just pulling out It's your just karma. Eyes. Yeah, it's karma. It's coming my way. So I, if I am that guy and I'm your patient, I apologize in advance, but it's probably going to be my future. Where do you think the future of research is going or what what, yeah. what needs to be figured out? There's a lot of amazing research going on. Anything from like intra-abdominal pumps that gives you a continuous infusion of a L-DOPA, which is kind of the dopamine into your gut. There's a lot of research in that. There's a lot of research in furthering the deep brain stimulation. And there's a lot of genetic research too, which I just started to get involved in. So, Wow. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot happening. There's a lot. I like the, I mean, that infusion of a continuous Mm -hmm. dopamine sounds cool. Yeah, totally. I see a lot of what you're up to on Instagram, right? And yeah. you it looks like you're up to some fun stuff. Like you, you built a, I think you built like a camper and then, a, I don't know, you've been, what's been <clears throat> bringing you joy and light and um, in this time of COVID yeah. and just in your life? I mean, my kid, number one, he, he's amazing. Being a dad is 
the hardest but most re rewarding thing I've ever done. That's great. But other than that, if I'm not being a dad or a husband, I definitely am. I'm a offer up kind of addict. I look on offer up for cheap things to fix up and it drives my life crazy. But <laughs> I've got some great deals. I mean, I got that pop-up camper for free. Dude. 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 And I fixed it up in my wife. I mean, she's a designer. So she makes it look super nice and she's way more handier than I'll ever be. But we combined our skills and we've done some pretty cool shit. Like we built a deck. We restored that camper. We got a boat and I just built a uh, wood burning sauna. That's yeah. Awesome. Just come check it out. Oh my so, gosh. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. That sounds like fun. That sounds yeah. like a lot of fun. So, um, wow, you are up to some really cool stuff. Do you, what do you think the future holds for? You know, that's a damn good. Yeah, sorry. Like work or life or what? Work, life, anything. Mm -hmm. Oh man, let's, let's tackle work. Work, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of a continuing thing. Things that are bad for PD progression is stress. And, uh, so, I mean, it's a good thing our work isn't stressful or anything. Right, right. So, right. I mean, that's something I'm constantly assessing, like, is this too much? Like, do I need to step away from being a stat nurse and doing ECMO? Um, and that's something I'm keeping a close eye on. I mean, I'll probably have to go to something that's non-bedside probably in the next year or two. Just because I don't want to unnecessarily progress things. I got to raise a kid and be around for that guy. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, you think about it. Easy. Our jobs, a lot of times, we're flooded with cortisol. Like, mm -hmm. Just like stress, 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 stress. Totally. stress. So yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah. It's a shrewd. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. I may. Yeah, we'll see. Gosh, so you have the camp, or do you, are there more trips you think you want to go on, and more camping? And yeah, I think we'll probably head down. We might try to go to Montana, but I mean, with fucking COVID, COVID and a baby really fucks everything up. Yeah, if you're in your like little bubble, and the two of you are vaccinated and masked sure. everywhere, yeah, like I don't know, maybe. Yeah, yeah. no, that's just, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty hyper vigilant about it. We're definitely COVID anxious freaks. Totally. So I, I'm I'm is your wife working from home then, or she yeah, she's been working from home probably for about a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I hope we're on this other end. Of, I saw that maybe we might. We've reached our peak with this Delta wave. Good. So, I don't know. Fingers yeah. crossed. I don't, I'm, mm, 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 mm. Um, do you have much time of your paternity leave left? No, I'm coming up on my last like month. I thought I had more time. I was going to take off until December, but I ran out of PTO. So I may be back sooner than later. It just depends on how long I can afford living yeah. without getting a paycheck. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. 
But we'll see. I mean, things sound pretty crappy at the hospital, so it might be nice to get back and help out. Yeah, I mean, I get I get that feeling that mm. it could feel good to do that. Just, mm. um, yeah. Any closing thoughts for today's show or anything else you want to chat about? I guess I can kind of touch on... I don't know. I kinda, I'm looking in the future, and there's a couple big kind of people in the Parkinson's community. One does American Angel Lawyer, and some really kind of famous people in the Parkinson's world. Yeah. So I kind of I'm thinking of setting something up and kind of pursuing that route of like using fitness and nurse, and kind of really doing something, especially for young people. I mean early onset, everything about Parkinson's is geared around people who are about 60 years or older. So a lot of the advertisement and support groups, I mean, they don't, they don't suit what we need. We need stuff for like how to be a dad, how to maintain your fitness and how to kind of keep working. So I'm going to look into kind of maybe going down that route and maybe getting involved with the Michael J. Fox organization. Oh my so god. If anybody's if anybody's listening that knows him, I mean, tell him to call me. I'm interested. But um yeah. Yeah. We'll see. That sounds great. I mean, honestly, it could really help a lot of people and there is a need. You just said it. You can yeah. make it happen. You can make it happen. Totally. Anybody out there want to make it happen? Want to help Brian make it happen? I want to help make it happen. So, whatever you need. Appreciate it. That's really cool, Brian. If people want to donate to Michael J. Fox Foundation, I'm going to link it up in the show notes um, uh, when this episode's done. But people can go over there and, um, or the, when the episode's published, people can go over there and donate. Um, is there anything else that we can do that to be helpful as humans? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's easy. I mean, you're already kind and compassionate, oh. I think. I mean, that, it's, it's easy for you. Um, yeah, just, no, everyone just keep doing what they're doing and just respect people and give people grace. Yeah. Well, I cannot thank you enough for being on the show and talking about what's been going on with you. I have mad respect for you and um i learned a lot honestly and um thanks for being so vulnerable other also thank you for being for plugging therapy because therapy is huge and mental health is huge and you have to take care Mm -hmm. of yourself gotta take care of your mental health um for sure um oh and if one of i'm also going to tag you in this but people want to follow what you're up to Mm -hmm. you Bald Dad, Ball and Dad. Ball Dad 206, right? That's me. Uh, yeah, on Instagram. Um, I look forward to what you're going to be doing. I feel like the future is bright. Um, you can definitely, you know, you've been changing lives and saving lives, you know, as a nurse. Um, and but there's, sounds like you're going to do it also in a different way, too. So, Thank you, Brian, um, so much for being on the show. And um, 
I'll just close this one out by saying stay safe and stay sane, and we'll see you on the next one. That was so great, Brian. Hey, thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave an honest review on whatever platform you are listening. Also, feel free to share this with your nursing colleagues. If you'd like to email me, you can do so at founddownpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send in any stories. Just make sure they're HIPAA compliant. Also, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at founddownpodcast. We'll see you on the next one.